0: Ladies and gentlemen, watch it. Brother, 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 brother
1: Say what a difference
0: our year makes. What you know, Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Sex Wrestling Podcast. It is officially Sunday, October twenty fourth. Where we are one a.m. Uh, and we have just finished watching Bound for Glory. So it's basically another episode of the Impact Power Hour. No Angelo, because he's, I believe, in Atlantic City, getting his drink on for a bachelor's party. So somebody sign that man up for counseling. Um, uh, But I am joined by two others. You're joined by the now former uh, Deep Six Wrestling Predictions champion.
2: I'm Pat. I won the title coming off of the G1 Climax just a few days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Two days ago, I became the Deep Six Wrestling 48 Champion. Hours this ago. might be the shortest reign we have had with the title. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me, but I am it officially might be. no longer champ. I predicted on the, uh, the predictions podcast that I would lose it, and I was right. I did lose it, and you are joined by your <laughs> new champion and the former champion before me who I took it from... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I Joey, uh, and uh, yeah, I got it back like just like that. Um, how's it feel, Pat? I mean, either way, it was going to be me or you in the G one, so we would have both been in this situation possibly. Uh,
2: um, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Um, let's see,
1: if I would have won the G one, I would have actually retained. You would have retained. Yeah, you yeah, would have yeah, continued your big streak. Yeah, so I
2: had to play uh, heartbreak for you. Yeah, you but. Yeah, you know, I didn't expect to do well on this one. I haven't been keeping up with Impact much, um, and didn't really know how to predict the show. So yeah, same um, to be honest. I usually
1: do bad on Impact. Shows, Normally we all so. do. So I'm actually surprised that I got nine points.
2: Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, that is the end of my <laughs> Deep Six Championship reign. <laughs> Greatest reign of all time. Greatest reign of all time. Um. If you're new here, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We're on basically every podcast streaming service you can find. Just, you know, search up the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. You'll find us. Um, Be sure to check out some of our latest episodes. I covered the G1, gave my thoughts on it. Um, We also cover AEW and Raw, uh, so check that out. AEW was tonight, the same night. So do we want to talk about that briefly before? we we Just so we don't have to do a separate show. That's fine. Uh, so the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament kicked off um, uh, on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dynamite was tonight. I think I messed up that before. But, uh, so Rampage had Orange Cassidy versus Will Hobbs. Orange Cassidy won. Uh, we had Pac versus Andrade 2, which was stellar. Um, and then the, the Dynamite show, we had Dustin versus Danielson for the Eliminator Tournament with Danielson winning. That was great um then we had eddie kingston versus lance archer lance archer unfortunately got injured and so the match got cut short but eddie kingston moves on and we also got ruby soho versus penelope ford kicking off the tbs tournament um and then we got malachi black versus cody Rhodes three in the main event and continuing from rampage they're doing a new angle where andrade and malachi black seem to be aligning with each other um and Pac is involved and cody ended up picking the win uh so malachi black has two wins over cody cody wins the third so it looks like cody wins the feud but malachi black comes out feeling like a much bigger star uh than he really ever was so i can't say i fault them for it not the biggest fan of cody winning but it's a feud He's like, I don't think down, them, two, one. yeah, but I think this is the final match. I don't think yeah, that but tec- I I think technically
1: there's gonna be a tag match. I think there's a tag I mean, match. Technically, but, he didn't
0: win the feud,
2: but he and he wins two, at the one. end. Yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, he wins the last he, match. Yeah, like exactly. But say,
2: like, so. if you're if okay, like yeah,
1: I don't think it's over between them though. Yeah,
2: no, I think you'll probably Not see a tag match, but I think yeah. that's the last singles match probably. Um, and I think yeah, you'll probably yeah, get you'll yeah. probably see Cody versus Andrade coming off of this, and you'll probably get Pac and Malakai. So, yeah. uh, those See are beneficial. I think those are pretty good. Yeah. But again, Cody's a wrestler. He can't lose every match. And anybody who says that he's just burying talent, I don't think that really yeah. works. He let, yeah. it, it, literally, his booking was that Malachi Black murdered him twice, and then he came back and won. So, uh, yeah. I don't really have yeah, any issues Black with would it. Be okay. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Malachi Black Malachi Black is such like an over presence on the show anytime yeah. he comes out. So, yeah. um, I don't really have an issue with it.
1: Yeah. It's not like Cody was like kicking out of his finisher.
2: No, absolutely it's, not.
1: That finisher is still very well. They prote- yeah,
2: because he yeah. hit his finisher. Uh, and, uh, and shows
1: like it knocks you out. Like, yeah, he like, fell into like, the ropes. He like, dead outside the ropes. Exactly. And,
2: Ma- and Malachi got to kick <laughs> out of the crossroads, and it took Cody hitting like a pile driver to win. Which was yeah, well, crossroads some... at the end of the pile driver. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. Uh, Overall, though, I'd say Dynamite was pretty good.
1: A crossroads to a table.
2: Yeah, true, practice, true, true, true. Like, yeah um i would say for me personally dynamite gets a resounding thumbs up i thought it was a really fun episode yeah. of tv um and yeah. really my only issue is eddie kingston and lance archer and that wasn't their fault that's, that's just a it's just an injury and so yeah that's uh that's dynamite what about you joey would give it
1: yeah i'd give it a thumbs up um it wasn't like super like incredible like
2: no, but still consistently pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
1: it was it was good. Like yeah. it's not it wasn't bad. No, it's absolutely never not. Never really bad. Like I can't remember last time I gave it a thumbs down. No, uh, absolutely um, not. But yeah, I thought yeah, I thought uh, you know, um, Dustin and Brian were was fantastic. Just mm-hmm. shows how much you know Dustin can still go in the ring, which is impressive uh, considering his age and. Uh, feel like anyone not named Suzuki really uh, really surprising that uh, Sting and Sting, Sting. Really, yeah. really surprising that they're still going um, and at, that, at, at that age Then
2: Daniel doesn't really wrestle at all yeah. that much yeah. anymore.
1: but when he does he's still very good Yeah, know, for somebody who's like 50 something years yeah. old so and then you know Malcolm Rhodes I I enjoyed the story. We've yeah, I thought some, the, we've gotten some this feud. We got some cool things out of
2: this feud. Yeah, I thought the feud itself okay. was really good. And we got the Great stuff. Arn Anderson promo. Yeah, yeah. We got this match. I thought the match tonight was actually really good. It was really fun. They had some really good near falls here. Yeah, yeah. and blood.
0: guys bleeding. Can I raise a question about that match? Yeah. Maybe. Um What happened to Lee and Brock? I think they got they got, came they came they got out. taken out
2: during commercial. Okay. Cuz yeah. like
0: they showed up they, cor- uh, they backed Malachi back into the ring. Cause that was like, and well, then they just never mentioned him.
2: Anymore. Again, I had a bad seat for the whole show because uh, yeah. we had people over so I didn't really get the, the best view. I don't know if it was during yeah. Picture in yeah. Picture. But, yeah. I mean, but I'm assu- But we also missed them going through the table. So yeah. I'm assuming yeah. that all happened at the same time.
1: You barely see the angle.
2: You know, we'll be nice. We'll give a shout out to Pablo because uh, yeah. he's a wrestling fan. So, yeah. Yeah. P- Pablo, fan. if you listen to this, Shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, he seems um,
0: interested.
2: Yeah. So, and... We uh, some
1: of the stuff, too. Yeah, yeah,
2: and Duvac and Ray, they also joined us. And Duvac and Ray both are, seem to be big MJF fans. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Do I get to give my take on
2: AEW? Uh, real quick, we also got Bobby Fish turning heel officially. And he is headed to a match with CM Punk next week on Dynamite. CM Punk is having his first match on Dynamite because he's only wrestled on Pay-Per-View and Rampage. Which
1: is crazy, I thought. I yeah. didn't realize that.
2: And we also got the MJF promo uh, against Florida and Sting. And he officially put Wardlow with accountability buddy uh, Sean Spears. So that is the stuff. And Leo Rush and Dante Martin are making their in ring debut together next week. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Okay, Ryan, what do you want to say about Dynamite? Go ahead. I was
0: going to say, I thought this was thumbs in the middle. I thought this was very low tier Dynamite. And I feel like it's partially because they are missing a lot of people. There's no Jericho. There's no... Oh, the cruise, yeah. there, there's yeah. Like, Britt's thing was totally pre-taped because I yeah, believe she's on... Yeah, but she, on, ne- but she, she, need, she yeah. doesn't need to be there for um, it to
2: be good. She got a good promo.
0: Yeah. Was there a women's match on this? Oh, yeah, Ruby yeah, and Penelope. Penelope but... And that was a, eh, match um, that didn't do a lot for me. Um, and it still shows that... I mean, she won, Ruby won with a roll-up which is like nothing, none of her finishes are strong looking. Yeah, it um, wasn't
2: it wasn't a roll up. She just like a she, roll up is like when you like do it like secretly. She wasn't really like a roll up. It was a I don't know what to call it, but it wasn't a roll up.
0: She, roll ups aren't secret.
2: No, but it wasn't a roll up. That was definitely not a roll up pin.
0: She literally rolled Penelope onto her back and sat on top of her shoulder or er, on her legs. I just
2: wasn't paying attention. I don't think it was a
0: that is literally the definition of a roll-up. I'm just saying, I don't think it was okay. a roll-up. Was um, Bobby Fish has always been heel. Uh, okay. he's, like, I guess you can say he's a bigger he heel. He didn't
2: have a character before. He was just okay. a guy. Now he actually has a character. He didn't have an alignment. He was just there.
0: I mean, he came out the heel entrance. Oh, okay. Now, I still wouldn't say that beating up Anthony Green is a character.
2: No, but it's clear. If you beat somebody up after the heel, match, after man. you win, that is a heel characteristic. Yeah, no that man. is 100% a character. All right.
0: Um, uh, I thought the Sammy and America Top Team slash Men of the Year segment was atrocious. No. Um, because, one, Sammy versus Ethan Page is just going to be a Sammy win to get the inner circle to choose three people to face them at full gear from America's Top Team, and it's obviously going to be the three people that nobody cares about no, that can eat pins. Gonna, I think
2: it's going to be Junior Dos Santos. You're okay, who's... Austin Vanderfeld and... Probably, who can
0: definitely eat a pen because he's not even... Like, I don't
2: understand. So you want them to choose Jorge Masvidal? I would like, like people
0: that pe- like people would care about or actually use the wrestlers that you have.
2: I mean they have they're using Junior Dos Santos who clearly seems like he wants to get into wrestling.
0: Okay, and he's going to go to Owen 2.
2: I don't see an issue with this. The fans are eating this shit up.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I thought it's it's just stupid. Just look at uh, how I, I I I don't see how this is benefiting the men of the year. They like win. you can say, "Oh, they're getting the rub because they're around Foray Masavall and Junior Dos Santos, but they're losing."
1: Yeah, I don't think Junior Dos Santos is losing really anything i mean How he's, do, imagine, he's literally an mma guy getting into wrestling he doesn't deserve to just win like big matches
0: but if, like, y- if you're trying okay. to like you're building him up as he is the guy who had the long or the most defenses in a heavyweight division in ufc that includes the likes of brock lesnar so he was more dominant than brock lesnar He's more dominant than Stipe Miocic, who's probably the biggest still active uh, heavyweight. And he's 0-2. Like Imagine yeah, if Brock yeah, Lesnar okay. came back to an m- WWE and his first two matches okay, were just MMA. Losses. That's Yeah, that's like, the whole thing. Professional it's, wrestling. Okay. Again, imagine if Brock Lesnar, when he came back to WWE, ate two losses right away. Didn't Brock Lesnar, when he came back in 2012, lose to John Cena immediately? That's one match and it was also like m- a beat down for Lesnar the whole time. Okay, Junior Dos Santos didn't get pinned. No, he got thrown through a table. He
2: literally got dropped on his head through a table onto the floor.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean, it's I still a loss, and he's going. Yeah, okay, he, they're I still gonna lose I, this okay, feud. Okay, I don't. Okay, I, my whole point is, if you, you I don't think the I think inner, I right don't right think the, right right. the inner circle needs to be keeping getting wins because okay. the inner circle think, is think, n- like as a group I, is stale to me. Okay, like, just Ortiz, ortiz and Hager do nothing for anyone. I think ortiz if you, I'm as part of inner circle. I'm
2: just gonna cut this off. The inner circle overall gets the best babyface reactions aside from Hangman Page across the board on the roster any show they're at. Because the they're the...
0: names.
2: No, it's because the people like them. People love Sammy Guevara. People love Chris what Jericho. People Jericho? love Santana Ortiz. Same. The only per- person people don't care about is Jay Hager. The yes. men of the year debuted as a tag team. They got put together. Nobody cared about them. They didn't do anything. They started feuding with Sting and Darby. Still didn't really care about them. They just wanted to see them get beat up. Ethan Page yeah. had the great coffin match with Darby Allen. Got over from it. They came back, joined Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert's a heat magnet, and now they're featured on the show in a top program against Chris Jericho and the hottest babyfaces in the company, again, aside from Hangman Page. And people are reacting to them as the top heels in the company,
0: aside from the Elite. Across the board, their stock has been raised, even if they're losing. Like, I think
1: the pairing but they why,
0: it, why it's how race. is it it's raising their stock if they're just eating pins? How is that good Scorpio for their sky? Scorpio stop. Sky
2: has pinned Chris Jericho
0: twice, they and they w- and they've won at Arthur Ashe. They have not lost to the inner circle yet. This is going to be the first they time. Literally, it- they literally lost to the inner circle with the Junior Dos Santos match.
2: Wait, no. Did Scorpio Sky, the, the, the American Top Team won that match. They 100% won that match. Scorpio Sky, sure Ethan sure Page, and Junior won. Dos Santos won, a pretty sure. I'm pretty I sure I thought the they stole the win. Won.
0: Or they pin Scorpio Sky. They def, I definitely was think Inner Circle won. There's Rampage the other week in Miami. Okay, yeah, because Mazda Masvidal came out afterwards to attack Jericho, and that was oh no no, no they no they, they need win. him no get yeah. the fuck out of here Scorpio Sky pinned Chris Jericho again yeah
2: and they and again they yeah. yeah no 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 I have no issue with what they're doing well
0: okay then I'll rephrase it. They're not going to get the repercussions of this. So the ending of this feud is going to be... We're not even going to use the two people that should be getting boosted from this. Um... I don't know about that. I think that you'll probably I, I, if a, if it's a three on three, they're not going to say okay. It's well not two, a three on three. It it's is. A, it's going to be a they, five on five. They it's the men
2: of the year and three people from American Top Team. That's the that's what they're doing. That's, that's not how I've I
0: read. That's it. A, That's what because that's what they established last week on TV.
2: Dan okay, Lambert threw down the gauntlet for okay. ten on
0: five on five. And okay, so Because the way they phrased it was if Sammy beats. Yeah,
2: Sammy's choosing the three people from American Top Team, and then there's. And then year.
0: if Sammy loses, he leaves the inner circle, so it wouldn't be a five-on-five five anymore. Yeah, but that's obviously not going to happen. Okay. okay, so.
2: Okay, anyway, AEW Dynamite. That was that. Thank you for listening to our heated discussion. Now I'll toss it to Ryan. He can send us into Impact Bound for Glory. This is their big pay-per-view. Uh, they're they what's in, what uh, they don't have, a, they, they don't
0: have another pay-per-view for the year. They have an Impact Plus show, right? So if you're on Impact Plus show, it's the first live Impact Plus show in quite some time. And then Hard to Kill is January. January 8th, would they which they announced uh, the location of well the, Dallas, the city is yeah. gonna be out west.
2: All right. So we real quick before uh, we get into it, we did miss the digital media championship six it. way. Well, Ryan watched it,
0: but we were watching Dynamite because it was on at the same time. So yeah. uh, um, this was stupid. <laughs> Um, you have an hour pre-show, and you threw this on with six minutes left on the pre-show. Let's just take a reminder here, uh, WrestleMania
2: 36 last year, when they had, like, an hour or two hour pre-show, and they had Drew Gulak and Cesaro go for, like, three That hours. wasn't a new
0: title. No. <laughs> That's it was why just, I'm saying this yeah, is really But it was stupid. just the principle, that they're not the only company who does really short But I'm not done. Is, yeah. Again, six-way, yeah. new title it ended with two minutes left in the pre-show. So it was a less than five-minute match. That sounds good. Um, Jordan Grace won. Um, I thought that was kind of surprising. Um, Madison Raiden was inserted because Tennille Dashwood couldn't make it. Um, And then we also got the announcement on Twitter from Sean Ross Sapp, I believe, that there was a bunch of people who were supposed to be showing up at these Uh, uh, to Vegas for uh, either the tapings or for Bound for Glory that could not make it due to travel issues. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it's a uh, travel issue heavy set of tapings for Impact this week, uh, which I don't know how to feel about that going forward, but we'll get to it. Um, There's also the Awesome Kong um, introduction into the Hall of Fame, which we got a little recap of um, during the show. Awesome Kong, legend in Impact, probably would say one of the legendary women of all time wrestling. Um, would you agree? Awesome Kong? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and, and star of the wonderful show on Netflix, Glow. Yeah. Um, also oh. makes sense that uh, Gail Kim in, in, uh, inducted her into the Hall of Fame for their longtime feud, one Angela said one of the, uh, on numerous episodes of and, uh, Impact Power Hour since we've been knowing that Awesome Con was going in, that uh, she, is uh, her and uh, Gail Kim's feud was one of like, the best feuds for the Knockouts Division long term. Um, so f- then we get our video package run down the show. Um, fights stre- uh, connection was just atrocious to start the night. Um, people, there was a lot of people complaining in the chat about how it kept on restarting for them, which I feel like is pretty on par for fight. Um, that they have connection issues a lot of time where people either restart or it's just really bad quality. Um, yeah. Um, we start off the night with, um, the Inspiration versus Decay. The Inspiration come out, um, Jesse McKay and Cassie Lee, uh, who are, in air quotes here, sung down to the ring by Harley Cameron. Um, who... if you, if,
2: yeah, if you want to talk, if I, again, I know Rob pointed at
0: WrestleMania this year that he thought Wale was
2: lip-syncing. This was... At least Wale tried. Yeah. This, this was the definition of, they just played the audio of the song, and it yeah. was just her mouthing.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> then Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay introduced themselves. Crowd ate this up. Uh, and then Decay came out. Um, and I'm going to give my only plus side to the Decay here. Their lights did not blind everyone like they do in the, <laughs> at the Skyway Studio Impact Zone. So, like I said, hopefully the production stuff goes up now that they're at, the, uh, at Samstown Live. Uh, the other good thing is that we actually had a full house for this show. It did sell out. It oversold uh, Impact apparently oversold tickets uh, so that they had to try to bring in more seats so people could actually sit um, but it it looked good um, wouldn't you guys agree compared to the Skyway Studios yeah
2: setup? 100% yeah. if anybody thinks that the Skyway Studios is a good setup no. then you're a fucking delusional maniac
0: yeah uh, like I'm not against them going back eventually like if no, you're going to but like for big shows like this it has to be somewhere bigger because uh, it clearly shows that people are interested in impact it's elsewhere so outside of the Tennessee area uh the inspiration end up winning there it wasn't a bad match I would say this was one of the uh, better women's tag or knockouts tag matches uh, for the title uh, in quite some time I feel um, also interesting um. I guess not interesting, but Havoc just kept on falling over her feet the entire night. She was real sloppy. Yeah, she went for a leg drop. Cassie, like, rolled away, and, like, she almost did a split, but then, like, twisted, like, slipped on her leg. Then she, like, stepped on Cassie's leg and, like, tripped. I mean, I don't know. But it, it, it there it, there were numerous times in this match that Havoc just kept on tripping or like falling on people weirdly where it didn't need to happen. Uh, but the Inspiration win, I guess they have a new tag. That was not their tag finisher in WWE, was it? I don't even remember their
2: tag finisher. Yeah. You
0: know? It was like, it looked like the setup for a magic killer, but, but the, then they just kind of broughtler down. Yeah.
2: So what would you, uh, do you guys do match grades or anything? No,
0: absolutely not. Um, We just go right through it and say, do we like the match or do we not like the match? I like the match. I think it made sense. The inspiration signed with them according to uh, PW Insider, so it makes sense to give them the titles. It's a huge name. Crowd likes them. And I hate, I dislike the decay, so.
2: So like. If uh, you're on thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down for the match, where'd
0: you go? I'd go a thumbs up. Thumbs up.
2: Joey, what about you? Any
1: thoughts on that one? I would say there was nothing notable besides the fact that uh, the, uh, the Inspiration won the titles. That's what it just that's what they should have done. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the smart thing to do is to just, you know, hot shot them to the titles right away because they're popular. People like them. Um and i think it's just the right choice and i don't really know much about dk uh, decay so sure
2: so thumbs up thumbs in the middle thumbs down i just um i'd give it a thumbs up sorry it was fine okay.
1: the result was good okay
2: uh i'm gonna be a little more harsh i am gonna go thumbs down uh for the match i thought this was just a slop fest i thought again you That's pointed funny. out that Havoc was just like stumbling everywhere. She would like again. She legit looked like she could have crushed Cassie Lee's ankle. I feel like yeah,
1: she just couldn't get her footing. No,
2: down. her footing nah, was like, bad. Rosemary, I don't think. Again, I love Rosemary. I think she's like awesome. I didn't think she did anything of note here. No. I didn't think Jessica Jesse McKay looked great. I think Cassie Lee was the only person who came out of this thought thinking she looked good. But again, good call with who put the like putting the titles on them. I think they're a better choice for tag champs than uh, the Decay.
0: Um, Alright, moving on. Go to the... So then we get a video package highlighting why there's an X Division triple threat for a vacant title. We've got the option C cash-in from Josh uh, at Victory Road. uh, And then highlights of the three triple threats to get us into the final three, which are Trey Miguel, El Phantasmo and everyone's favorite X-Division human being, Steve Macklin.
2: We're the Macklin marks, baby.
0: Yeah. Um, This was easily the greatest match that Macklin has ever been a part of that I can think of. Um, Macklin is, like, he hasn't done anything special in Impact. Um, He's had a lot of matches with Petey Williams, and they've just been... Okay, with PD carrying like all the weight, I think that for the most part Trey and Phantasmo led the way for this match. But Macklin held his own and did some really cool spots. Um, he had was it Phantasmo in the corner with the um, in the Tree of Woe with a really harsh spear, and then Trey, he had Trey dangling off the ropes and, and did a spear through. through. Which, it looked devastating. Um, then Macklin decided, hey, the crowd's eating this up because he got cheers for that. Compared to l- the literal no- noise that he got when he got introduced. Um, so he's like, alright, I'm going to do a suicide dive. <laughs> and he came up so short yeah. on this. Uh, Trey definitely, you could see, like, pulled him closer um, which good on Trey. Um, Trey is wise beyond his years when it comes to in-ring stuff, um, which is probably why Impact has him as one of the head trainers in OVW at such a young age. Um, yeah, uh, it ends up um, Macklin comes back in with Trey and Phantasma. Trey and Phantasma uh, both hit some super kicks, including a loaded super kick by phantasmo which knocks macklin out for basically the rest of the match um and then it leaves us with phantasmo versus trey uh phantasmo goes for his cock punch that he keeps on doing uh, but trey no-sells it and realizes that he had a cup on and he throws the cup on the ground ends up hitting uh i don't even remember what it was but he like lift he, he like deadlifted phantasma from the ground uh for like a brainbuster I yeah, think yeah, or a like a neck break, breaker and he landed him right on the cup and then uh hit a a uh, his meteora which I still think is a really lame finish like brain yeah like but i it, I think this this was probably the most convincing meteor I've seen from him solely because You had Phantasmo not standing up to take it. He was like laying down groggy and was like just getting up. So, like, it seemed devastating. Um, Sucks that Phantasmo eats another loss in Impact. um, But at the same time, it makes perfect sense for Trey to get this. It's his first ever title in Impact. um, Which, considering how popular the Rascals were um, when they were a part of Impact as a whole. Uh, and how long Trey's been in the X-Division and how many X-Division title matches he's been in. Uh, it's kind of surprising that this is his first one, but the crowd ate it up. They loved it. Trey got, also got a special entrance, um, so that there's the special entrance thing out the window for us. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, I thought this was a very good match. Thumbs up for me.
2: To be fair, it wasn't the the only other person who had a was- special entrance was diana with her outfit and yeah. she lost yeah so 50 50 uh yeah i thought this was equally really fun um trey's great phantasma is one of my favorites and steve macklin is a man that exists uh, i thought he did um, more than well enough here uh, and held his own against two great you know like junior style wrestlers So, props to Macklin for that. Uh, I shat all over him on our predictions podcast for this, and I'll take it back. Um, Won me over a little bit, but uh, what he needs to do is show some charisma and needs to maybe lose the Mr. Mayhem thing because there's already a wrestler with Mr. Mayhem, and also get better. Again. Get better, real quick. Get better theme music.
0: Yeah. It doesn't say Mr. Mayhem at all.
2: What's the Mr. Mayhem thing?
0: He said in, a, in his first ever promo. Oh, he hasn't mentioned it again. No, okay. Okay. He, 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 his thing is mayhem. I'm gonna bring mayhem for all.
2: I'm not gonna lie, it's still pretty corny. Okay, I don't okay. even like Mr. Mayhem for Wardlow. But, I mean, I, have they even referenced him as Mr. Mayhem in a while? I'm sure when he goes solo, they will bring it back, okay. and I'll be upset. <laughs> um, Just for you. Yeah, but across the board, thumbs up for me. I thought this was a really fun match, and thank God Steve Macklin didn't win. Even though he did good, I would have been upset if he won yeah. uh, with Miguel and Fantasma in the match. So.
1: Yeah, I thought this match was dope. Um, there were some really fun spots uh, between all three of them. Um, and, you know, same opinion on Macklin. Don't really, you know, care for him or... You know, don't even know. they don't only really care about the Forgotten Sons. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I think the, the right decision was, uh, for Trey Miguel. I feel like Trey Miguel was, like, was groomed. Like, he was basically groomed to eventually be the face of the X Division. Um, and to uh, see him finally get that, you know, that shot and finally get that win. because um, I feel like he's always been consistently booked in, like, you know, title matches, like, uh, Ryan said. So, to see him finally pick up the win in the title is uh, really cool to see. So, hopefully he does something good with it, you know, because he's hella talented. Mm -hmm. and uh, Yeah.
0: I do want to say one downfall of this this was commentary with when Trey Miguel won commentary immediately, or Matt Stryker in particular, immediately saying, and he's crying. And it's like, yeah, it's an emotional moment. Like, why deadpan? And he's crying. Um, Downfalls of the
1: show is all of commentary. Yeah, yeah commentary, commentary was, was atrocious. Commentary.
0: This was one of the worst
2: shows I've ever seen for commentary. Matt Stryker I and D'Lo Brown. I do not
1: like his commentary. I don't like his style. I just
2: yeah. can't do it, dude. He was he's also like, saying some really dumb shit on commentary. Yeah. What Was
1: that one thing he did that we started dying? He was like... Oh, he started, like, oh,
0: singing. He was, oh, like, humming something. Was, well, no, he, what's your call? So, it was during the, ta- the knockouts tag Oh, yeah, title. he was doing the Halloween he theme. He did the Halloween theme. Dude, it was just awkward. He was humming the Halloween theme. Uh it yeah. on to commentary. That oh, was That bad. was something. Also, um, <laughs> for the... I should point out that uh, Impact for the pre-show um, had the... Um, commentary echoing through the arena. Um, and so, like, during the, at least on the fight feed that we were we, or I was watching, or not the fight feed, the YouTube feed, um, you could hear everything that Josh and, or, not Josh. Matt and D'Lo were saying, echoing through the arena. So they, that was stupid, but uh, but at, I'm but at least they had to that was. the show like that. Yeah, but at least they didn't have that the rest of the show. So that's good. That shouldn't be an at least thing. That should just be, be, yeah. <laughs>
2: be how it is. Um, there's something else I wanted to say. Oh, you know what? Steve Macklin also gets bonus points for me from uh, for distancing himself from Jackson Riker while they were still part of the Forgotten Sons. That's fair. Um, uh, however,
0: yeah. the, the way he got released, uh, I, I will not forget the fact that... No, he, that was dumb as shit. ...that yeah. he, sh- he got fired because he showed up to work with COVID, acknowledging that he had COVID, but he th- thought that he should still be able to get in the performance center because he was asymptomatic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also the fact that most likely Diana also had COVID and worked tapings for her Impact with COVID.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Um, all right, moving on. Next match: Heath and Rhino. Um, yeah, well... Oh, sorry. It was alert.
0: Heath and his question marks yeah, sorry, versus Violent. Heath, question mark. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The end for all these things just looked like an E. Um, but it was Heath and question marks versus Violent by Design, which was Deener and. Joe Doring Joe Doring did come out with his goofy little hat that I think is adorable uh, for him. Um, I think we can all agree we all love the hat on Big Joe Dor. Um, Heath comes out and uh, David Penzer says and his partner and Heath just shakes his head and before he enters the ring he get he just looks one more time and nobody comes out. he gets in and he starts the match off by himself um and he holds his own for a bit against Diener uh and then tries to go after Joe Doring, who's on the outside to try to give himself an advantage but then the numbers advantage just becomes too strong eventually Rhino does show up crowd goes wild um and they do get the win um this was just a match to get the crowd happy it was a feel-good moment Uh, i don't think anybody's gonna write home and say this was the match of the night it might have given you a good moment but i mean heath is heath is healthy and he's back um that's a thumbs up for me because i love heath um and i always thought he was an underrated uh character and wrestler um Rhino is back being a babyface, okay, I don't care about that as much, Um, and Violent by Design continues to lose feuds, Um, so I don't know how to feel about that because I don't understand how they're supposed to be this big threat if they just keep on losing feuds every time they are a thing.
2: That's a fair point. Uh, if you hear blinds or noises in the background, it is my cat nugget, so just be uh, be aware. That's always a warning on these podcasts. Yeah. Um, I would give this a thumbs in the middle. Uh, it was yeah. pretty cool to see Heath back. I was pretty clear to see that we were going to get Rhino back at some point. But the match itself was anything but special. This was just... Pretty standard stuff. It was just beating down Heath until Rhino made the save. But nice to see them reunited. Uh, Heath and Rhino will always be a fun pairing. They always have been.
1: Yeah, um, you know they were the they were the first ever SmackDown Live tag team champions, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they, they were. Yep, they, um, they won the inaugural tour- tournament.
1: Yeah, they did. So, and
0: then they their their trajectory just went downhill from there. So I would never uh, forget when Rhino. ECW original Rhino Dresses Mrs. Claus for a match Oh yes I remember that I see no issue
1: Yeah, yeah shout out to 2016 uh, <laughs> twenty sixteen Smackdown.
2: Smackdown live with the return yeah, of the yeah, Headbangers, the Spirit Squad to Miz and Dolph Ziggler fe- yeah, feuding over the IC title, John Cena James AJ Elzler. Styles Dean Ambrose. Uh, the women's division was pretty good. We yeah. had some good Nikki Bella stuff. Uh, we got like the debut of Alexa Bliss before she became the Fiend. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when she was actually good? Yeah, we had the rise of Becky Lynch. There was a bunch of... Uh, Naomi. We had a bunch of fun stuff going mm-hmm. on over there. We did,
0: yeah.
2: Okay, um, rating of this match, Joey. <laughs> I would give it thumbs in the middle. Um, I think
1: the moment is what really mattered. And, uh, yeah, just a little feel-good moment, so...
0: Um. Um, I should point out that throughout this, the at least the first few matches, at the end of the matches, we'd get like an interview segment uh, highlighting something that would happen later in the night. And then also, Heath and Rhino did uh, like an interview after the match. Um, and Uncle Rhino is back, baby. Um, gotta love it. You, know, you, you can't hate Heath and Rhino together. They're money. Um... Did you have something to say because you started to move the mic? No. Okay. Um, I accidentally closed my notes. Um, next up was the Call your, shot. Call your Shot gauntlet. And they ran down, uh, the history of the Call Your Shot gauntlet, what it means, what you win, um, but also, uh, some of the participants that were going to be in it, or so we thought. Um. And we open up with Chris Sabin, who we knew was going to be the number one spot after the Battle Royal that happened, um, I think two episodes of Impact ago at this point, um, where he was the runner-up, so he got the first position. And number two was our first surprise entrant, Rocky Romero of New Japan Pro Wrestling, or as... uh, Matt Stryker wanted everybody to remind themselves, the real Black Tiger. Um, True. Uh, it was good to see Rocky here. Um, he's an underrated wrestler, I would say. Uh, good opening stuff. Also, good thing to note, Chris Sabin for the first time in God knows how long... Uh, actually had his solo theme, uh, a solo theme, and a solo Titantron, not coming out to the Motor City Machine Guns, Titantron, and theme. So, good. Uh, um, I'm not going to go through every single entrant on where they came in, but we will talk about people that were not announced that showed up, including maybe Pat's favorite guest like special entrant in any rumble gauntlet anything
2: in terms of my biggest markout moment of the year i actively started screaming at the top of my lungs because holy shit Dale Torborg, the Kiss, <laughs> the Kiss demon from Dude, WCW. The stars have literally
1: aligned.
2: The stars have right, aligned
1: within our group. Within kiss the last was a very, is with, a very popular. Topic. Within
2: the last week or two, it's I, always brought up by. Pat. It's It's no. Joey brought it up the one time, but yeah. I I've started on this very anti-Kiss the band trend where I have been stating my opinion that I think Kiss is extremely overrated. Aside from Detroit Rock City, which is a certified bop and is also heavily featured in Paul mall Cop. Um But yeah, KISS has never done anything for me. I think they're very overrated. Don't think they're very good. Uh Gene Simmons and his family jewels can go kick rocks. Um And then all of a sudden, it leads to this. October twenty-third, twenty twenty one when Dale Torborg has returned to wrestling after making his final appearance in 2007, and what he does in this match is... The stuff of legends. Yeah. He stands in the <laughs> corner and waits for and what
1: someone to feed him, like, P- people had, like, would just someone.
2: people yeah people would just c- either get tossed to him or they'd walk over to him and he would just kick yeah. them away. We'll never go to them. This was the b- okay. So him with the Johnny Swinger <laughs> well, when he thing When
1: first came in. He like eliminates. Yeah. So they they had a... and then, then it took all his energy. This this
2: hi- this highlighted him. such a big issue with me for this match is that. They, like, brought this
0: Dale Toreboard um, guy. Hold on. The, the demon had one elimination. Yeah, Johnny the, Swinger. And that was not right away.
2: Well, no, no, it was as soon as he came game.
0: in. Yeah. He signed the autograph
2: well, he and he tossed it. him out. Yeah. So they literally booked this guy for this show solely because it was in Las Vegas, probably, and to do this thing with Johnny Swinger. So they do this spot with Johnny Swinger where he Johnny Swinger asks for an autograph. He autographs it and then tosses Johnny out. And then Dale Torborg is in there for like several people until uh, Ace Austin, right? Is Ace? Yep. Yeah. Ace, until Ace Austin comes in, and but in, until that point, he's literally just standing there, and he's like they, they couldn't do something where he got taken out and was on the outside or something. He's just and he's like a big guy. He's the biggest guy in the match at this point, point. Yeah. and he's just standing there doing nothing. And anytime anything was happening, I would just see him in the background. and It took me out of it. It looks so fucking dumb. Uh, So, Dale Torborg, happy to have you back, brother, but this was fucking, this is awful that this happened.
0: (laughs) Um, Other entrants that came in that were unannounced, um, Melina making her return to Impact. um, uh, Also having Sam Beal come out, uh, helped Brian Myers a bit, but then turned on Myers, eliminating him. So we got the good feel-good moment there. Um, Eddie Edwards, which I had predicted was going to show up, because you're not going to have Eddie Edwards uh, not on the biggest night of impact. Um, Yeah, I believe that was everybody who was... Oh, and Savannah uh, uh, Evans, I believe, was not um, part of the original uh, Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pers- people with the most eliminations were Morrissey and Moose, both with five eliminations. Um, Sabin lasted very long, going from the first position to being eliminated. He was the 16th person eliminated, so he made it all the way to the final four, um, but was eliminated um, with W. Morrissey at the same time by Moose. Um, and Moose ends up picking up the win, beating Matt Cardona as your final two. Um, I had zero issue with Moose winning, um, because I think Moose is... A, having like a heel person with a cash-in I, like opportunity always is a great idea. I think it benefits people.
2: Always a great idea, depending on the talent. But yes, Moose is a good talent, and so yes, yes I agree. Um, if if this was uh, if this was Rohit Raju and they did the same thing in the main event with Rohit Raju, that would no, be awful. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. Um, Rocky Romero was also the first person eliminated by Rohit Raju. Yeah,
2: in terms of, I will say this: in terms of surprises tonight, there was Molina and Rocky Romero.
0: <laughs> and the
2: kiss come <laughs>
0: on! Don't you dare say yeah, that. Oh, dude, I really,
2: honestly, Impact is really gunned for Raw and SmackDown's demo, oh, like I'm the old people. Tired of them or sorry, the what is, what is what was NXT like? The, their median age was like sixty-two. They're going yeah. for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: get tired of
0: them up these fries, man. And honestly, <laughs>
2: AEW's is coming forward too. They put Crowbar and the Blue Meanie
0: on Dark. Yeah, that's fair. Dark is gonna go for that key demo. Uh, it won't work. Those boomers don't know how to use YouTube. <laughs> we need to bring That's... back 50, 50 seconds for 50 plus.
2: Oh, never forget. What an what a era.
0: Um, also, should point out um, that. Uh, crap. I just lost what I was going right. to say. Oh, um, Dale Torborg. This was his first wrestling appearance since 2007. I said this. I said 2007. Yeah. When he was <laughs> aligned with a bunch of baseball players, which apparently are know, what, still what, what listed. Co- what company was it in, right? It was in TNA Impact yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and let it be known, apparently the episodes with Dale Torborg and uh, Johnny Damon and AJ Pruszynski continued to be the hi- some of the highest rated episodes that Impact has ever done. <laughs> Torborg's
2: Tor, Tor the draw Tor mean, Torberg's mean. the draw It might be Damon Damon was a big name
0: Yeah Apparently Damon never wrestled He was just there Yeah I
2: feel like we would have known If Johnny Damon wrestled Yeah um, It was I'm, still
0: on the Red Sox at that point So it was like fresh off the Red Sox yeah. World series
2: I'm giving this thumbs in th- I'll-, <laughs> I'll go thumbs in the middle uh, This is a fine battle royal it, I'm, it would take a lot for me To give like a battle royal Or something a thumbs up We all know my opinion On the New Japan Rumble system Royal Rumbles, Royal Rumbles are the only ones that are like consistently like entertaining. Um, I, WWE really has that like down pat. I feel uh, even like AEW's Casino Battle Royals are most of the times a mess. This I really cannot get over this Dale Torborg <laughs> point that they had. They gave him such a prominent Ooh. spot in this match, and then he was just there in the background, standing in the ring for like ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, let it be known, apparently the opening rift. For Dale Torborg was Love Gun. Oh, Jesus. But God. then it went into something, something totally different. because yeah,
2: they didn't have the rights. Because they didn't call him the Kiss Demon. They just called him yeah. the Demon.
0: Yeah. To be fair, he was only the Kiss Demon for one feud in, yeah, in, Aide, sure that air, that in WCW. Goes, and then, then he
2: turned into the, the Demon. Demon. I'm pretty sure it was part of their deal with Kiss. Yeah. Falling
0: um
2: Yeah. Again, this was what you expect from a... a if, if you're choosing things to watch on this show, this is not something I would recommend. This is going to waste a lot of time. This is the longest thing
0: of the night. Was this? Yep. This, this was, was longer
2: was than the two, the two world title matches? This was
0: 29 minutes, 33 seconds. What was the world title match? Uh, Mickey and Deanna went 13 minutes, 17 that seconds. That match felt like that was so much longer. Josh Alexander versus Christian Cage, 18 minutes, 52 seconds.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Go fucking skip this match. This is not worth 30 minutes of your time.
0: I disagree. I get, I'm giving this a thumbs up. I, I And I'm going to explain why. My reasoning is because, one, I think this is such a better system than the Royal Rumble with you actually you not just being like, oh, I'm just going to... Like, the the amount of time, there's been at least three rumbles that have ended with, oh man, somebody was just hanging out behind, like, out out of bounds, and slides in to throw you out while you're celebrating what I thought was the win. Um, Or, oh man, the last person didn't actually touch the ground, but he totally did, and we can totally see his feet touch the ground, and somebody's celebrating, and I'm just going to flip them over. Um, whereas this, you have to win by actually pinning somebody, the, like the last person. I think that's a very good way to end a rumble, uh, which is very similar to uh, wasn't like the first um, casino battle royal um, that they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. had an actual match. It wasn't. It was like a night after or something, wasn't? Or was it that same night? Oh no, oh. we're thinking of the, the. That was the diamond, diamond ring. ring thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was the two people left. Face off and match the next week.
0: Yeah. Which I think that's a good system, but like it's for the diamond ring, which doesn't mean anything. Again, I don't have an issue with the Rumble
2: system. Uh, it works and it always gets people excited.
0: Also, I thought the, the,
2: the winner was yeah, a good mo- winner. Moose winning makes sense. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about Moose later, but I've seen people making a good point about. I, I, we're at this point. We can spoil it. If, if you're listening to the show, you, you're getting spoilers. Moose cashed is the new world champ, and I've seen people pointing out that in a matter of a night, Moose made the call your Shotgun more important than Rhino and Eddie Edwards did when they had it.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And he also solidified himself as the biggest dick in Impact Wrestling. Maybe the biggest... No, MJF. He, it's MJF, then Moose, and yes. there's nobody else. Yes, I would agree with that,
2: Barbara. but MJF will always have the top spot. Yeah, Moose absolutely. Moose can eventually redeem himself. MJF is a character that That's probably fair. will yes. never be a baby. Face. Yeah. Joey, how did you enjoy this 30-minute gauntlet man? with the demon, Dale Torborg. I
1: mean, I agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Once again, once...
2: once, once, I don't know who the fuck that was. Once again, this was a 30-minute match with Dale Torborg, who was probably in there for over 10 minutes and did absolutely dick-all.
1: Dude, as soon as he came out, I was just shocked. I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, is this Kiss? (laughs) I was like, is Gene Simmons himself
2: (laughs) coming out?
1: Um, but no, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I don't, I didn't really, I didn't watch WCW because, oh. you know.
0: I, I, I found out why Dale Torvar was aligned with AJ You Couldn't let a, Joey finish I'm sorry. Mind. He was, okay. he was ahead. currently, uh, uh, the strength trainer for the Chicago White Sox at the time. Oh, God. Uh, and he also that's has that's been mega. in the Transporter 2. Mr. Baseball and A League of Their Own uh, starring Madonna Gina Davis and Tom Hanks what a guy um but yeah it was it
1: was it was like I don't know these battle royals are like kind of messy and all over the place and kind of really hard to review like when we're discussing these on this podcast like you would have to like actively like take like very very close notes um you know opposed to just saying stuff off the top of your head unless you have, like, an amazing memory, which uh, I definitely don't. So, um, yeah, there's... God, I can't really remember much about it besides Kiss Man. Kiss Demon Man, (laughs) honestly. And then uh, Moose winning, so... Yeah, it was was alright. It was thumbs in the middle, I would say.
0: Oh, What's I the guess there was seen? one other thing, which was you absolutely hating Matt Cardona's gear and then being like, oh, this makes sense, okay, I actually yeah, like it. Yeah,
2: well, because when he first came out, like, the lights were on and everything. I just thought he had, like, green paint on him, and then it was, like, I figured I was the Ghostbusters gear. I was like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but when it first came out, it looked pretty fucking disgusting.
0: One last thing on Dale Torborg. Oh he is married God. to former WCW obsession. wrestler Asia. I spelled A S Y A. Oh S-Y-A. shit! That was the
2: China parody. Yeah. The, there was a WCW yep. thing where they like made a character called Asia to parody like China. That's <laughs> awful. Yep. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on because we got to keep going.
0: Yep. Um, after this, we went into our tag match, which Pat at the beginning of the night said this was going to be the potty break for everybody uh, because nobody cares about these teams. I'm and pretty they, sure I
2: did take a potty break. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: and my my thing is. Come on, everybody loves some fin juice and everybody loves some bullet club.
2: I don't know if I love the pairing of Chris Bay and Hikaleo, and I definitely don't love the good brothers, but fin juice, yeah. Hey.
0: Hikaleo is a fucking stud. Or a, or, oh, man, or stuff, as, as as, <laughs> as Matt like, Stryker call it. What was it? A throat, throat a throat bagger. A throat bagger. Throat,
2: throat yeah, throat H- is a throat goat. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, when uh Gallows and um Hicale were in the ring together, uh Stryker called them heavyweights just like uh, Deontay Wilder and uh Tyson Fury, they're throat baggers, which I've never heard that phrase in my life. Um so um Pat also pointed out that people on the internet the I'm glad I looked up throat
2: baggers on Google, and (laughs) all all it's giving me is porn. Um,
1: Yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. It's a dangerous search.
0: Yeah. Um, Shout out to Exotica in Edison, New Jersey this weekend. Um, Maybe they've got some throat baggers up there. Shout out
1: to Ray Duvac and Pablo for attending. Yeah, and shout
2: out to Violet Myers for them meeting her. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And sh- oh, shout out to an old man in a like a uh, electric scooter who put the fake taxi logo on the front and back No of it. no,
0: it wasn't a, according to them. It was just a cardboard sign that he wrote <laughs> on oh, that said, fake That's taxi. even that's even better. Yeah, shout
1: out to the guy that was laying on the floor and having one of the porn stars twerk on his face and And also
2: shout out to the guy who uh, Duvac said they could tell was like an old man sugar daddy but he was in Duvac's words dripped out out. yeah 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 so Uh, thank you to all of those people please subscribe to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway I'm just going to skip ahead here the match I'm going to be honest this was one of the matches I was a blur, it? I yeah,
1: this I, I a do not agreement. I this do not, not
2: a, remember this like Chris Bay had good moments and Chris Bay had good yeah, moments and then they had the audacity to have the good brothers pin Chris Bay that made me so was upset like, how did,
0: how did So uh, Finn, or uh, Juice hit a frog splash on Bay but because it's a triple threat, and I hate, absolutely hate triple threat tag matches. They are my least favorite match in the fucking world, other than chairs matches. Um, stairs matches. You already know I love my, I love myself a stairs match. Um, but Carl uh, Anderson tagged Juice as he hit the move. Carl Anderson slides in, throws juice out of the ring, pins Bay, one, two, three, and then dives out of the ring uh, to be caught by gallows, and they just run away and have to have a ref come and bring them the titles. This does absolutely nothing for Chris Bay. Finjuice, we had talked about, we didn't think they're going to be here long at this point because World Tag League is coming up. Um, and I fucking don't like the Good Brothers. They're fucking awful. Um, most of the time they do not care about wrestling and they just do not work well with anybody that you can tell they are bored and are just there for a paycheck. Um... Gallows and Hikoleo had a, a good segment of them punching each other and showing off strength for strength. But other than that, like Gallows did absolutely shit and Carl Anderson like he on impact they mentioned the fucking twenty twelve G one constantly. I
2: do, but he was in AEW, that's the shit they always brought up too. Yeah. That's just the his dude, character.
0: The, like he, Cool. You were good at one point. Now you do not care about wrestling. You are just there because you're a big name and you're friends with people.
2: Yeah. My. Uh, my big. Again, like I said, I wasn't a fan of the opening match, but they put the title on the right person. Trey winning was a good call. Heath and Rhino good. Moose winning good call. This is where things started to get a bit more ugly for me. Uh, this Agreed. match was forgettable, and then they had the Good Brothers win, and they pinned Chris Bay. It, if they pinned
0: Finjuice Juice, it would have been fine. Or uh, they weren't going to pin Hikaleo so that's no. understandable. But uh, hey, yeah. man, maybe this is uh, the only good thing is that maybe this finally ends the Hikaleo Juice Robinson feud that has been going on for f- since the summer on New Japan more, Strong. In,
2: more importantly, hopefully, this ends the the Good Brothers and Finjuice. Juice. <laughs> yeah, officially. that's fair. That has um, been going
0: on since the beginning of the year. But,
2: like, just across the board, I don't think anybody really wants... I mean, yes, they got cheered tonight, but when you're looking at this show and you look at the reactions that the Good Brothers got in AEW... Nobody uh, no, cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Look at the, the Luke Gallows-Frankie Kazarian match that we got. Nobody cares. Nobody even remembers it.
0: I didn't um, know that was a
2: match. That was a singles match, and that was the. the that was when Frankie was the elite hunter. I mean, he still technically is, but... Is they, Frankie
0: Kazarian even
2: on television anymore? He's on Dark right now.
0: Okay. Not being an elite hunter?
2: No, he still goes by the elite hunter, which I don't get. Okay. uh, they basically all ended, basically, when they had Gallows pin him randomly. Okay, cool. Um, So, yeah, not behind the Good Brothers winning this. I thought this was a bad call and a very forgettable match. Hey, man, it's not as One last thing. The crowd did give this to This Is Awesome, champ.
0: I don't know how the fuck they did that. Um, I'm I give this a thumbs down because Chris Bay got pinned, and I, as I said, don't don't care about the Good Brothers. They're not good in the ring right now.
2: Joey, I'd pass you the mic, but I can already tell you're gonna give it a thumbs down. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, I understand. Moving on, we go to the Knockouts Championship match. Yep, Mickey James versus Diana Perazzo. Ryan, you can take it.
0: So, as Pat said, this is where the, the booking just went downhill. Um. Mickey comes out, gets a great uh, great reaction. Deanna's reaction, I would say, was much louder uh, in a positive way. Um, throughout the match, there were more chance, I would say, for Virtuosa or Deanna than Mickey. Um, Mickey was so much slower than Deanna, and that's what the big complaint about pe- that people have about Deanna is, is that she works really slow. Um, and... I think this is a really good showing of how dated movesets are from the early 2000s. Because we have the Mick kick, which is not that impressive anymore when everybody does very similar moves. Right. The Mickey DDT, which, I shit you not, Matt Striker's yells, no one has ever kicked out of that DDT, which is bull. Shit, when you're, I'm sure. you are
1: in, in an industry that like has like a lot of people, like, a lot of wrestlers have the DDC, like in either if it's like just a regular DDC or it's like a different like variation of it. Um, I would say yeah, that's definitely you know I don't know. I think it's dumb. Like I, when I see DDT, I think of just a regular move, and I don't get why it's a finisher. I mean, sure, whatever. Like, Andrade's finisher is a DDT. Uh, Ty Conti's is basically a, is a DDT. Oh, like Who else It's a bliss. Like bliss. Well, like, no
0: now it's Sister Abigail when she's the fiend, but yeah, it's not it's, a good Sister Abigail.
1: Right. And then, like, literally, it's just, like, so dumb, because it's, like, usually, like, a person's, like, super talented, and then their finisher is just, like, the DDT. <laughs> It's just so old school. Like, come on, guys. It's, it's 2021. There's really no need for it. Get with the times.
0: Yeah, that's been my biggest complaint about a lot of, uh, of finishers is that, like, you can say, like, oh, the DDT was one of the most protected moves. Jake the Snake did. Yeah, but as wrestling has evolved and been more become more um, te- technically sound, Focus on the in-ring stuff high-flying... Like, move sets are going to evolve, and it's one of my reasons why I think that, like, if your move is just a move... If your finisher is a move that people do as a regular move, it's not an effective finisher. Like, the amount... Like, I don't think there's a single match that goes through where there's not at least one DDT hit, or at least tease. Or, like, a super... Like, I under... Like, when... El Fantasma does a super kick. I understand it because it's a loaded boot that he's using to cheat to win. Right. When Mickey James does uh, the Mick kick, it doesn't. It didn't look good in this match. And then she also did the um, when they were up against the ropes, very close to the end of the match, where she just like. <laughs> slowly moved her leg onto Deanna's shoulder, and Deanna, like, fell down. And Matt Stryker is like, oh, this could be the end of the night for Deanna. I was like, bro, she's already standing back up. Uh, And he also claimed throughout the night that he could see the whites of Mickey's eyes because she kept rolling them into the back of her head. Um, Mickey is the first person to kick out of the Queen's Gambit.
2: Didn't she also get out of like a, a special
0: one too? Or she got out of the Venus de Milo, gotcha. which is the two handed or the double arm bar. Gotcha. Um this does nothing for Deanna because all of her moveset was broken by Mickey James, who has not wrestled in impact storyline six years. Well,
2: aside from last week,
0: right? It was... Yeah, uh, aside from last week against Savannah Evans. Even though they obviously continue to show her match at uh, the anniversary show for NWA, which they showed in the video package twice tonight uh, and on the pre-show. But three matches in storyline, six years, to be the person to beat the most... The person that... um, is claiming to be the greatest knockout championship reign of all time, I think is a joke. Um, it doesn't elevate anybody on your roster because Mickey James is not signed to Impact full-time. She is a, on an appearance-based pay because she is signed as head producer and talent of NWA. So unless that's been changed, that's... What's going on? So this looks. This is another, uh, uh, um, just giving a top title to another person, company, for impact. Um, and I guess like the next person to take it off of Mickey gets elevated, but no,
2: I don't, I don't think so. Like
0: it's gonna be another heel. It would have to be. My issue with this is like
2: again, there's something that people have been going like. Say going after, but pointing out is the the Roman reign situation in WWE, where they've been building him up as this dominant force who very rarely loses. Um, to back themselves
1: into a hole. Yeah, and if uh, they don't have a person to take it off, and if
2: if we just saw in Saudi Arabia, but again, people were there was people who thought Brock might do it, and then it would raise the question of why build Roman up for so long, so strong, if you're just going to put it on a like a part time legend similarly why would you build up diana in this fashion just to put it on mickey who's not like a full-time impact wrestler it just doesn't really make sense i love mickey james i think she's great i thought she was out wrestled by diana perrazzo 100 percent here um i thought the match was perfectly fine um i feel like i was expecting a little more but again it was also just shorter than i expected
0: to be fair, most of Deanna's matches have not gone past 15 minutes, but they just seem longer because like, she does work a more technical, slower style. Mm. Um, also want to point out, uh, Diana Perrazzo has not lost a singles match since last November.
2: Yeah, that's good. Right? Hey, no Mickey
0: w- wins. Yeah. The only other time she had lost was in tag matches.
2: Yeah, um, I would go thumbs in the middle. I think booking decision thumbs down all the way, but yes. match was match was good. I, again, I just think the wrong person won.
0: Yeah. Match wise, thumbs up. Booking wise, thumbs down. So thumbs in the middle for me as well.
1: Yeah, same opinion. I thought the that, that booking was pretty pretty you know, the wrong choice. Yeah. Even if I like you Nikki, know what I mean, yeah. It's just like,
0: I'm also biased. A bit because Diana is my favorite wrestler right now in, in wrestling. Aside from uh, Dale Torben. Oh my fucking god, stop. Cool. Um, and um, what's his name? I forget his
1: name.
0: Cool. Um yeah. Evil. Mountains. Oh, Angela Dawkins. There you go. Yeah. No, Diana is my favorite wrestler right now um, that I watch regularly. Um, Shout out Zack Sabre Jr. as my overall favorite um, as somebody, but I don't follow, I don't watch all his matches. Um, Yeah, sorry. Um, Let's get into the final matches because there's technically two. It is the main event time, Josh Alexander versus the current Impact World Champion Christian Cage, and I thought this was a fantastically worked match. Um, Josh looked really strong. Uh, they pointed, they pulled, uh, when Josh comes out, uh, they showed his family, his kid, his wife is there, um, and so we've got the sympathy for him. Christian comes out, uh, he's taped up, he's bandaged up, uh, they end up working an almost 20 minute match, which is pretty standard for an impact main event, it feels like, um, and they just brought everything here it felt like every move that they the two hit uh or like use regularly was hit uh some out of the normal stuff uh the one move that christian didn't do here that like i feel like he normally does at least in AEW is the diving headbutt but he did do a frog splash here which i don't think he normally does on AEW. so i guess that's like your compromise be a little safer um overall josh winning made perfect sense for this um christian grabs the title and then gives it to josh and they hug finally which storyline wise made no sense considering josh literally has for two weeks now has said i have zero respect for christian and the last time they looked at each other josh attacked him um So that was strange, but I guess they built respect up from the match. Uh, Then Josh's wife and kids start coming in, and D.Lo Brown and Matt Stryker are legitimately crying on commentary. And Matt Stryker goes as far as to say that there is nothing in there is no other sport that brings emotions out like pro wrestling does. Um, To which I'd say. Literally every sport, when somebody wins a championship, yeah, they cry. Yeah. Like, even if you win multiple championships, like, there's the pictures of, like, MJ holding multiple titles yeah. and crying. Kobe doing the same thing. LeBron doing the same thing. Curry. All, like, everybody in basketball does it. Football does it. Yeah. Um, they don't just win, like, one title and then, like, win
1: the next one. Like, oh, I was already emotional for the last one. Yeah. A
0: big deal. So... They're, they're hugging and smiling and holding the trophy. And Josh gets down on his knees and get, lets his kid touch the belt. And then you see the ref gets shoved. And Moose has entered the ring. He ca- puts the trophy down for the call your shot gauntlet. Points stays cashing it in. Brian Hebner says, no, don't do this. He demands it. They call for the bell. Lights out Spear. One, two, three. Moose has become the second most detestable person in all of wrestling right now. Um,
2: Aside from, again, obviously MJF and then Dale Torborg for dressing (laughs) up as Kiss in 2021.
0: (laughs) And then he stands over Josh's body while his wife and kid are tending to him. Josh's kid is in legitimate tears about this, and then they just and then on pure impact being impact, immediately cut the feed. <laughs> this is the second paper, big pay per view that they've done this for in a row.
2: Well, to be fair, if this if this was if we were playing Devil's Advocate and how they would uh, how they would have done it if this was the last pay per view. Josh would have won the title. Moose would have pushed Brian Hebner out of the way, handed him the trophy, and you would have been, you would have, commentary would have been freaking out and then blacked out. Tune into Impact to see Moose win the title. Yeah.
0: Um, So I feel like this is probably going to be the most contentious thing on this show. Um, I, as the only person who regularly watches Impact on this thing, think that this was brilliant booking. While it doesn't, like, you might be upset that jo- they built Josh up like this, the one argument that Christian has brought up for the past month of this feud has been that Josh lets his emotions get to him and distract him from wrestling. And that's exactly what happened here, is he, got the, he let the emotions get to him by focusing on his family, and then he wasn't ready for the challenge that when you have the call your shot gauntlet, is going to be lurking around just like Money in the Bank is. Just like if you uh, win like the Casino Ladder match or whatever, it's going to be you. You've got to be on your guard, and he wasn't. Um, Moose as champion, I feel like has been long deserved. I think a lot of people would say that he's probably the one guy in impact that hasn't had the title that probably should have had the title, especially since he was supposed to get the title last year, most likely before the the pandemic and Tessa happened with her no showing events, um, which led to him crowning himself the TNA world championship, uh, champion, um, so him winning the title makes sense that they're finally rewarding him. I think Josh is going to get the title back. He's a long-term project for Impact, whereas Moose, I think, is more of a short-term, we're rewarding you for staying loyal to us, and we know you've deserved this. You're now the top heel in our company, and every there is not going to be Anybody supporting you fan base wise, uh, like on sh- these shows, that he is going to get booed to shit. And I absolutely think that is the greatest booking decision you could do. Um, sure. Uh, conversely, I
2: think Josh Alexander, while he's a long term project, I think he was perfectly ready to go now. Uh, just based off of how the crowd reacted to him tonight. Um, I personally feel like, again, we had all said, for even when Omega was still champion, that we all thought Josh Alexander or Moose should have been the guy to take the title off of him. And it appeared that it was going to be Josh Alexander. And then obviously Omega dropped the title to Christian, so that changed things up. But then everybody said, oh, okay, Josh Alexander should take the title off of Christian, and then Josh Alexander should be champ i just feel like this kind of undercuts what they did with having the title not be in the hands of impact and the whole literally the the whole should like uh, when josh came out they were chanting bring it home bring it home and now he's brought it home and then immediately loses it i just i don't think personally it's the best idea moose was already the top heel in the company for me um And I don't think you really needed to do this to get him booed. I feel like Moose is a a good enough performer in promos um, that he can kind of do that on his own. Um, I just feel this kind of hurts Josh because you did the whole cash-in option, see, made it a big deal. And then he beats Christian, and then he loses in seven seconds. Um, After wrestling
0: a 20-minute match.
2: Yeah, but he still lost in seven seconds, oh, and is. then I, and, and the fact that we're mostly like you said, if you're one just, of you
0: says this is a Kofi Kingston no, moment, I'm just gonna say yeah, this, is totally this is totally the different.
2: No, it's totally different, it's, but it's just I just I don't think it's a good idea. And again, if they're just gonna put the title right back on Josh after he beats Moose again in an actual match, then you're just hot shotting the title, and I don't think it was necessary. I think you could have just as easily had Moose come out here and beat up Josh in front of his kid and get the same exact reaction without needing to do this. I think there's ways around it without having to take Josh down a peg in my eyes, but that's just me. Joseph.
1: I under, yeah, see, I understand.
2: Oh, I should say, I thought the match was phenomenal. I thought Christian and, uh, um, I, I didn't get to say sure. that, but Christian and Josh Alexander, great chemistry. See, I understand,
1: um, you know, the circumstances with the call your shot. But maybe not put Josh in that situation to begin with, since you like built him up so much to be like your main guy. I don't know. I just think the booking is a little baffling in a way. Um, I
2: think. I think. I just want to
1: give an example. I feel like if AEW did this with Hangman, like Hangman beats Omega finally, and then someone else like just beats had him. like a contract clause and just beats him. Like I don't know some heel mjf yeah. or something. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a little that would also be baffling. Uh, and yeah. that would be kind of really dumb. Especially
2: well, especially in the case of Hangman because that's a story that's been building for 2 years. Yeah. Yeah. So. I
0: think that the Hangman losing like not losing it like the same night. I think that would be awful booking for a 2 year project. Whereas
2: Yeah, but this has been a year project for Josh. Really since Ethan Page left, he's been like on this upward swing.
0: Yeah, um, but like he wasn't—he wasn't positioned to be like the top guy no, until to like work, maybe. But he had to work his way up. He had to yeah. work his
2: way up into the X division, win the title, and then once he did that, it was pretty clear that I think the director—you yeah. said it yourself—that yeah. he was going to cash in option C. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I've been saying the option C thing made sense for a while, just because like he's the best worker they have. I think this was all. The story started to hurt the moment Kenny lost the title. Because they started planning the, se- There was like an actual story going on with that. And I think... I understand trying to get the views for Rampage. Which technically they got. But like it wasn't stellar viewership. And I don't think it was because of Christian versus Kenny for I would Impact say, title. I would
2: say those first two episodes of Rampage are stellar viewership for a show on at 10 o'clock at night. But...
0: I don't think it was because of the Impact Championship. No, like but because be if that was the case, you would have seen that transition into Impact viewership. I'd say yes, but also it's Kenny
2: and Christian, and that's a big match to do. Huh. Um, um, I would also just want to say again, we don't really know this, but again, Omega isn't wrestling matches every single week, and I think yeah. that part of it was probably the due to injuries that they yeah. probably wanted to get Christian to take the title. Rather, because they know, again, clearly the plan has always been that they were going to do Omega versus. Um, trying to get Omega to work. Omega versus Hangman. Things, yeah. So yeah. you want to play it safe and not risk
0: an injury. Yeah, so. that's fair. Um, I don't know. I feel like if. But yes, I, I agree I've with your
2: point that Kenny versus Josh, again, that would have been the better story. Right.
0: About. Because, like, this story got very convoluted since Victory Road. Like, they tease stuff with Christian like talking about like putting over Josh as one of the best in ring workers and somebody he's been a fan of and has watched every step of his career for years and then like three weeks ago or two weeks ago they dropped the bombshell that Christian uh, court the like the week after he won the title claimed he'd never heard of Josh Alexander before, and has never heard or seen anything he'd ever done. Which, then, it's just like, okay, well, like, he was naming stuff and talking about, like, matches he'd had, so that doesn't add up. Um, this was a weird-ass story. The last two weeks of the story was really shit, uh, with the back-to-back talking segments to end the feud, uh, to, like, try to get some divisiveness between them. Um, and then just to end it with them hugging it out and being friends again, uh, I thought it was weird. Um... Yeah, uh, I still don't think that it hurts Josh long term because, I don't know, I feel like if you have Josh like ready himself for the challenge because, you know, he just, again, had a 20 minute match and there's not many people who in any of those situations has ever had a 20 plus minute match and then just been like, oh, somebody cashed in on me, I'm ready, I'm willing, I'm just going to win right away. Or we're going to have a really long match like that. Like, in any company. Yeah. No, I don't... Nice think I just feel like they, they, you
1: know... They had the perfect story with Josh. How they built him up over the past year. And I feel like this just kind of overcomplicates things. And I think some things just don't need to be complicated. And I think when you have, like, the perfect story... And then you have the crowd behind it, and they love Josh... And then, like, you can, he's a clear cut to be the face of the company, you know what I mean? I mean, he still is. Yeah, he still is, but, like,
2: but no the booking to-
1: tonight is going to leave a lot of people soured. Yeah, there was no I mean, that's
0: the point live. of it. You, you don't give a heel victory to that, give give like, a good taste in someone. Yeah, but uh, again, you-
1: it's outside of just, like, saying, like, oh, it, like, I'm supposed to hate this because he's a heel also. It's just an annoyance
2: of like, if you wanted to see Josh win and they were like... like, like... If
1: you think about it, it's kind of like WWE disappointment
0: in a way. I would not say that at all.
1: It's a good example of WWE like disappointment. In a way. Like, something they would do. I feel like that's something WWE would do to their fans.
0: I don't agree with that. In a way. Because I can't think of a moment where I can go with and say, oh man, they built somebody up for a year and now they've caught them off guard with a cash in and well, they just don't
2: plan that far in advance. Right.
0: Is it mean Josh I is still... your name's wrong. Yeah. Josh is still going to be the person who is going to be the next challenger for Moose. It's going to be a very I think it should be, a very well thought out one. Josh can either lose to Moose and he can try to build himself back up, get that confidence back the the one thing i don't want this to be is a way for them to have moose hold this title until sammy's healthy and that's what i'm worry i'm starting to worry about because
2: of sammy's twitter Yes, because
0: Sammy retweeted the Moose title thing and just said, fuck you. Yeah, I
2: would also like to say, again, what Joey was saying about WWE disappointment wasn't saying this is something they did. More or less, this is something in line with stuff they would do, like where they did the draft and you obviously you traded women's champions. So you had uh, Becky. I would not say that. No, no, listen, listen, listen. You had Becky go to Raw as the SmackDown champion. You had Charlotte go to SmackDown as the Raw women's champion. And in the span of a week, they had announced Becky Lynch versus uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown title on a pay per view, mm-hmm. and uh, Bianca versus Charlotte in a singles match for the Raw women's title on TV. Presumably, this would be to get titles onto people so they're on the right show. And instead, they did a DQ finish on Raw, and then they had Becky retain on the pay-per-view and then literally traded titles they built up your hope that you were going to get a satisfying thing and then you didn't get it at all you got people trading titles that is much worse than this but for a lot of people again myself included as somebody who's been very very praising josh alexander ever since we started watching impact or following it uh it just feels again just unsatisfactory uh that they're doing this and then like you said the fact that it could just be for moose versus sammy or even if it's just going to be Josh beats Moose a month or however, when's the, number, the next show? is November, November. 20th. I just feel like, again, if, if Josh just wins it back, it accomplishes nothing. Because then Moose has this month-long title reign for nothing. I feel
1: like wouldn't be as special. No,
2: and again, like, my, my my original point was like... just that they could have just had Moose beat down Josh to like a bloody pulp in front of his kid. And it's the exact same effect. He's the most hated man in the company. He will get booed by everybody. And Josh is still champion. And then he gets to vanquish Moose. Or Moose gets to beat him. But he still gets his moment.
0: I don't know. I feel like if Moose just beat the crap out of Josh and then went on to beat Josh in their title match, I think that does more damage. But Josh. he doesn't
2: need to win. I'm saying that. He could have. Yeah. Josh could have very easily won. I just feel like Josh should have been the guy. Like, he's ready. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. There, um, there was no need for this. Moose has already been an established guy. He's one of their top characters. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I feel like the only other thing I can think of, and this is going to sound very silly. Is maybe Josh is leaving? I don't think Josh is. I don't know. Like,
2: I'm pretty uh, sure he, he has like he signed an extension. Didn't that's he? what I thought. Yeah, like we I talked
0: about, but like I can't find anything about like him extending. And he was one of the people named that his contract ended by the end of the year.
2: I don't think Josh leaves, and if he does, wherever he goes, they're gonna get a hell of a talent. Yeah. Um. I think the thing that really hurt this for me the most is the fact that right before this, we got the Good Brothers retaining their titles, beating. Uh, Chris Bay, and then we had Mickey James beating Deanna Purrazzo. If you didn't have those things, I think I'd be more open to this. But it was three booking choices in a row I was not a fan of. That's fair. Overall on this show, I would go uh, pretty mid. Um, I thought the X Division match was excellent. I thought the women's title match was really good, but a bad outcome. I thought Josh and Christian was great, and then Moose winning, again, wasn't for me. Uh, The women's title match I thought was awful. I thought Heath and Rhino was... A standard tag, mean the tag women's, women's tag. tag sorry i thought heath and rhino was just a standard thing yeah. and there was absolutely no reason in the fucking world that the call your shot gauntlet match should have gone 29 minutes and 33 yes, seconds yes. your world title match was 18 minutes and 52 seconds and the women's match was thirteen seventeen. why oh why <laughs> Was the Call Your Shot gauntlet match with Dale Torborg a 22 Damn match? I'm going to say it.
0: There is not, other than the New Japan Rambo, there is not a Royal Rumble slash long, like established battle royal that is yearly done this isn't that a- is shorter than your world title match. But- There's never been a world title match longer than the Royal Rumble.
2: Like, on that show?
0: Yeah. Um, no, you cannot name me a, a Royal Rumble. Only,
2: yeah, there's only one yeah, I can maybe. think of. Let me go look real quick. Um, because almost every you Rumble can, is can, like can, an hour can, at can, you least. Can round, you can round this up while I figure
0: this out. Um, I would give this a thumbs in the middle, pointing up. Or actually, no, I'll go with thumbs in the middle. The booking of the final three matches, I thought, was stra- uh, the women's title... Or the knockouts title and the tag championships was fucking awful. Um, I thought the the I have zero issues, zero complaints about Josh Alexander and Moose's situation. Um, it also is a way to get rid of Christian having a rematch clause since Impact does rematch clauses. My God, These times are ridiculous I never realized how long the fucking Royal Rumble They're too. almost all hour. over an hour
2: yeah, And an hour. WWE doesn't do an hour long matches. Literally, Remember literally, they did, like,
1: uh, they did 40, yeah, 40,
2: yeah I literally yeah. just went to 2015 Because I was thinking Oh like the, the Lesnar, Rollins, Cena, Triple That was a long match That was like 22 minutes but the Rumble went 59 Yeah <laughs> I don't
0: want to hear This, this. is
2: ridiculous 2016 Right mm-hmm. The Royal Rumble was an hour and one minute What do you think the next longest match on the card was?
0: 15 minutes. Mm, I'd say 20
2: minutes. It was 20 minutes. It was Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens. The next longest match was 11 minutes. Was Was it a woman's match? It was Charlotte
0: versus Becky Lynch. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, The knockouts tag title match, while it was sloppy uh, at points, I didn't have that much of an issue with it. I thought it was... Like it actually, like it didn't have like long term story implications between the two teams. Like nobody cheated. There wasn't like a heel face dynamic, which I thought was odd. Like there was no cheating by the inspiration, which I thought I thought they were gonna be the heels here. But I don't know. I don't understand the case still. And I've been watching this product for over a year. Um, and the X Division match was thoroughly entertaining. I don't have an issue with the call your shot gauntlet, it's just the fucking booking decisions for the tag t- the men's tag match and the knockouts title. Fucking beyond me. Um. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out on Thursday what the fuck is going on.
1: Uh yeah, I'll give it a thumbs in the middle as well. Um. I think. Some of the high spots were um, uh, the Inspiration debuting, uh, good for them. Uh, I know that they're you know very enjoyable, entertaining, and you can really tell that they really love wrestling and stuff, and it's good to see them back wrestling after uh, getting released by the, the dub. Um, I would say the X Division match was probably my favorite match of the night. Uh, there was very cool spots from each guy, even Macklin. Um, and, uh, you know, that was again, Trey deserved that title So that was cool to see him win And um, then there were some lows for me um, I thought taking the title off uh, Deanna was a very poor decision um, And that's nothing against Mickey You know, Mickey is probably one of the best you know, women's wrestlers of all time, of course Like, she's definitely like a pioneer in her own right but it's just weird to me, because, like, she's, you know, NWA talent, and it's, like, I don't know. It it, it was weird, I guess. I don't know. I feel like you would want to, like, have someone else, like, maybe, like, I don't know. Like, when I listen to the podcast, like, uh, Mercedes Martinez would have probably been a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just someone, because, like, I, I feel like they kind of just kind of, like... Uh, put themselves in a hole with that too because like you know she went through the entire women's roster and she was like oh who do I got now and then they're gonna have to eventually take from other women's rosters to mm-hmm. give her something so um the Josh thing I, yeah I just don't I don't know I just don't like that uh, that you know they kind of took that moment away it is what it is I guess um you know some fans are not gonna be happy about it um it doesn't really affect me much because like I don't really watch Impact, so um, yeah. And, every, and oh, the the Call Your Shot, I could do without that, dude. Kiss Demon maybe was the best part. No, John. Oh, <laughs> I guess I should part, point dude. out that man just should not have been in there for ten minutes, I, dude. How long was he in the match? I don't know. I, I don't he was the time. That. He, he was fucking
0: corner. Yeah, yeah, he did just, nothing. Dude, come on. He Who he came hell? in number ten. Was he seven? was the. Uh, Fourteenth person eliminated. What were you, you going to say? Um, two things. One, uh, Johnny Swinger had the, the loudest reaction in that entire match. Yeah. Um, which props? The props to Johnny Swinger for getting uh, gang over with the Swingers Palace and all the same other stuff. The new palace. I mean, right. I fucking hope so. Yeah. Um, two, uh, I guess we should point out Pat and Joey's dream is seems to be not coming true. With Sean Ross Sapp reporting that uh, he was told yesterday that Braun Strowman no, slash, Titan. Adam Titan. slash Adam slash Adam Share slash Titan is not coming to Impact. That's
1: crazy because like literally
2: a day ago it was... Like,
0: they were reporting oh, yeah, that he was coming, but then they were saying yeah. they were
2: saying that he was going to be going as the name of the Titan and everything. Yeah, but happened? to be to be fair, there was reports going on today that a bunch of like Impact had planned surprises for the night that all fell through. Um. I think it's a possibility they can still sign. I do too. I don't yeah, think in yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think ruling out Braun or Bray is necessary. Yeah. I still think they're possibilities, but who I knows. I probably, also think, I think that
0: Bray isn't going to break the 90 day to compete clause because. No, I don't think so either. Like, especially with, like, people at, saying. At that, this
2: point, if he hadn't done it already, then he's not going to. Yeah.
0: Do it. I, think, um, I also think that, like, his his no compete clause literally ends on the thirty first. Yeah, like there's no reason to break it with ten like less than ten days. I think
1: Braun or AKA Titan is more likely than Wyatt. Um, I do too. From some reports about Wyatt, how they're trying to convince him to come to Impact. And I feel like. To
0: be fair. I feel like that's what. Like, that's your goal is to convince somebody that's to fair, do something. That's fair, but I feel
1: like at the same time, you should have mutual, like, mutual interest. Yeah, the thing yeah, you know, is. Like, I mean, you know, hear,
2: like, CM Punk and Brian, and they want, they Cole, all they all, right, like, yeah. they've all said how they literally, like, for Danielson yeah, and Cole, they, they wanna, left very like jobs that they were very happy at and taken right, care they of, and because either. they wanted yeah. to be in AEW. Like yeah,
0: but if if you want to go, like if you're Bray Wyatt and you want to go to AEW, and AEW doesn't show that mutual interest, no, and but, you can say, yeah. oh, well, why wouldn't they show that mutual interest? And I would say, what the fuck would he do?
2: No, but we're not <laughs> we're not saying that. We're saying that he shouldn't have to be convinced to go to Impact. He yeah, should want to go there.
0: Again, if you're tr- if you have an idea of where you want to go, and that company doesn't show you that mutual oh, interest, yeah. if if then yes, you should be convinced that. by other companies. I, mean, I don't know why you're talking to us like we're dumb. You're making us
2: sound like idiots on the podcast. No, I'm just saying. No, you're literally you're literally, literally doing like a like slow, slow the safe talking argument, and you're like, oh well,
0: they shouldn't have to convince him. He should just want to go. It's like, no, you, if you are another company, and he's at least willing to listen to you. Your whole thing is to pitch ideas to why you should want or why he should no, want to come that's to definitely you. Fair, but I don't fair. think I don't think. But I don't
1: think, he, think there was any reports that he was listening to to any. Like,
0: if he's having the conversations with them, he's listening. Like he's like they wouldn't be having talks if he's not listening.
2: So I don't think there were reports that he was. It was just the was reports just, was, just, was that he wasn't, he wasn't interested. That yeah, that said he wasn't interested in going Oh Okay, talks, yeah, so. I was just
1: like people close to Wyatt was saying that they were trying to convince him to go. Like yeah. The right. His people were trying to convince him to go
0: Oh. impact. Other than that, um, where what do you see? Do you guys have any ideas for what comes next for anybody? Uh, unfortunately,
2: I think Steve Macklin will win the X Division title within the next six months. Um, six months? <laughs> I'm, I'm being generous. I think Trey's gonna have a. I think Trey's gonna have a little reign with it. I don't
1: know. I feel like uh, no. I, Josh, Like the X division title doesn't really. Stay
2: they, long. They, no, but I, I think no, it, it.
0: Most like Rohit had it for like at least two or three months. Okay, Bay so. Bay had it for like a month, but then got screwed out of it by Rohit. Yeah.
2: I, I I again next six months. I think yeah. I think Macklin will have the X division title. I think Josh will have the world title back. Um, this um, WWE, right? Well, he just signed a two-year deal, so I I think, I think you'll probably see. I still think Titan Braun is going to show up in Impact. Um, I think
1: I know it sounds crazy, but I think uh, since I don't think it's a good it was a good booking, I think is going to win the title back.
2: Honestly...
0: I think Deanna's leaving Impact. I would not be shocked. Really? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> she has been very... Like, when she, she sign a
1: deal? What's her deal? She
0: just so, signed. She? Uh, so when she originally went to Impact, she did an interview saying that she wanted to use Impact as a stepping stone to AEW. Oh, so,
2: oh. Well, then that makes sense.
0: Impact signed her to a short-term deal then extended the deal but it was never listed as a multi-year deal like most when they sign they have been saying like oh a multi-year deal they just said they've extended that is the then there's the report of how Britt and her want to be a tag team that's
1: also conflicting with the reports about their Partnership ending. So that means if the partnership I mean, to be f- ending, to be fair, to be fair, to if
0: right and if Diana, if Diana dropped the title and she is leaving,
1: like her deal could be up like tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Um. <laughs> like I also, this was, like, her last show. Maybe yeah.
0: Um. Like, I also now. want to ask you guys, going into what Joey said about the whole report that the AEW, the forbidden door is closing between the two companies. Did this? Ha- do you think that? Uh, the Forbidden Door helped Impact at all? Uh, when you when you list
2: it like that, when you say at all, yes. Uh, because, again, if you're just going by at all, uh, then, yeah, technically it did at the beginning of this whole thing. Impact did see a boost in Twitch numbers. It did see a boost in viewers by the end of it. Uh, they obviously had dropped from that success. They also had taken; they're not on Twitch anymore, right? They have their YouTube thing mm-hmm. now, so that and was, I, yeah. they don't
0: have numbers for yeah. like how many viewers.
2: But that like, was their choice.
0: They uh, they had taken the free option of Twitch away. Um, but and again, I pointed this out before, and I, you guys aren't on the podcast, but I think I've talked about it in our group chat that Twitch was region locked, so they like YouTube isn't. Right. so you, you can view that in Europe and UK and the UK they don't have a TV deal I think it gave- whereas twitch was region locked to only the US like not even yeah. Canada so you had to have and the channel in Canada
1: I think it gave like wrestling fans like a, a unique viewing like to see like Omega versus Swan for the impact title and the AEW title at once because as wrestling fans like you could never see that yeah. because it was just no, WWE. Yeah and they don't want to work with anyone else. No, yeah. for North so American to see that. So it's like kind of cool to see that like two companies like yeah, you know, yeah. You know I mean like yeah, for, really specifically cool for them.
2: for North American fans for like mainstream yeah. wrestling fans or even just like hardcore fans, you don't really see that. Um, the closest thing you would see is like Ring of Honor and New Japan's relationship, but again, that's like such a, like a niche New Japan thing. New Japan and like right. when
0: they had the relationship
2: with Noah and all Japan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but seeing that now in this era where WWE is like the be all end all, like this big Monopoly thing, and then AEW comes along in 2019, shows up, starts to make waves, and then 2020 obviously got hampered by the pandemic but started making waves, and then 2021 just went crazy and has become as big as it is now. Um, I, I can't say AEW gained more out of it than Impact because AEW got. The Good Brothers on TV. Don Callis. Uh, Don Callis has been a net positive, but Don Callis also is, doesn't appear to seem to be with Impact anymore. He's yeah. now just an he AEW. Was. Yeah, he was well, at I the mean, time. Yeah. But he's left and gone to AEW, it seems to be, with Omega. Um, uh, again, I just I, I feel like it's more of a net positive for the fans because of what it did. Um, if it is the end, obviously, this opened the Forbidden Door. You see New Japan and Impact together, you see uh, Impact and NWA. Impact in AEW, AEW and New Japan AAA with all of it. Um, This is again, if you think back to three years ago before AEW existed, I don't think anybody would have really foreseen something like this happening, where a new like number two promotion shows up and then decides to work with everybody else to try and raise all of the boats up in the tide. Um, so, yeah, I would say it helped. Impact's always going to struggle because of it being Impact. As long as they're known as Impact Wrestling, the name is always going to hurt them. People always joke about it being TNA, um, and that's just that's inescapable. No matter how good they do, no matter what TV deal they get or streaming deal, it's just a stigma. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of talented people in Impact who have nothing to do with the TNA days. Mm. But they inherited right. this company yeah. and yeah. didn't change the branding aside from removing TNA.
0: Yeah, yeah. So kind of And, and, the, and getting rid of And the end the six sided ring. Yeah, well, the
2: six sided ring isn't an issue. I don't. I think. mean, it was an issue for the wrestlers. No, like, that's every fine.
0: wrestler has who's yeah. talked about the six sided ring has said like it destroyed them. Yeah, no. As a fan, I thought it was a good unique. Yeah. Yeah,
2: definitely
0: something different. Um. um also, just random. Uh, Mickey James is now a ten-time world champion. Oh, I
2: thought you said ten-time knockout um, champion. Oh, no, no she,
0: she she said I've met. I officially manifested be, becoming a ten-time uh, champion. Thank She's you, Impact Wrestling. Um, also, Sean Rossap pointed out. W. Just a reminder. WWE couldn't find anything to do with Mickey James or Diana Prazzo. Yeah. Um, it's not and Josh Alexander is now officially the shortest reigning I mean, world champion there. in Impact's history. Uh, yeah. Also, Deanna was 33 days from the longest uh, knockouts reign oh, of all time. They couldn't
2: have fucking given it. That's of course. Um, Especially if she like
1: wins it back.
2: That, that would be serious. that would be the
0: <laughs> second time yeah, because because she lost to sue young and lost it for that's, a month that was so random or, or less than that. a we month the
1: That yeah. Was so fucking random. yeah
0: um and then they had like a no point to that
1: yeah wasn't she like a replacement or something like yeah it's supposed to be kylie yeah yeah that's so fucking weird
0: yep yeah. um yeah it's going to be an interesting time. I have been very outspoken. I, I think the AEW and uh, Impact Partnership was very one-sided. Uh, it, this If this is the end, this is a horrible ending to it because they literally just introduced Christopher Daniels yeah. <laughs> and who has pointed out that he is an AEW wrestler when he came, when like, he's shown up. Yeah, that's why I would wait. And if like that the is the case... The other thing is, Christopher Daniels, like, the only reason that I'm like, okay, well, Daniels is probably gone is that he wanted to face Christian for the title, and Christian doesn't have the title anymore, so yeah. what sure. was the point of him? Like, unless you're gonna get. Unless we're gonna go into some re- really wacky world where we're getting Moose versus fucking Christopher Daniels for the world title and then we're back in the situation of do we really want christopher daniels to win the world title from moose absolutely not it would be a great moment for the guy that was like long-term thing <laughs> no but, i don't think oh, it, yeah.
2: i don't think you'll have that i'm yeah. assuming christopher daniels is gone i guess it's That's I, I just it want means. to know the details behind this like was this up always a planned thing to end at this date or was I, I this
1: want more to come out about it because it's so conflicting like and, it's also and, and so will,
0: it is also so weird that like ringside news. first it was some random report then ringside no no New- no, no no so it's always started with ringside news okay, then some
2: yeah, random twitter so account retweeted Biden. it and didn't source anything then body slam picked it up then wrestling inc then sean ross app never officially reported it he yeah, just so he paid, just like he like he acknowledged, acknowledged it, it like, yeah it was
1: like Yeah, it's very weird. And like, like,
2: oh yeah, this is happening. And as far as I've seen, there's no other. There's no other details. Just that that their partnership is ending. Yeah. So again, I'm. And and then there's
0: the whole Wrestle Talk, who claims that Dave Meltzer has given them confirmation. I couldn't see anything
2: about Meltzer either. So So unless unless, on the Observer.
0: Yeah. Well. um, I mean, The Observer doesn't talk about Impact, and Dave Meltzer hates Impact Wrestling and has hated Impact Wrestling for years. Yeah, the
2: only person who really pays attention to Impact from Wrestling Observer, I feel, is like Brian
0: Alvarez. Uh, he did not tweet, tweet yeah, about so. this. He, his last tweet was eight hours ago. Yeah,
2: so I don't know. I'd say if you want to know more about this, maybe we'll find out more this week. So be sure to tune in later this upcoming week when Ryan and Angelo return for the uh, Fallout show. Uh, the first of these tape shows from Samstown Live, uh, with Ryan and Anzo's Impact Power Hour that'll be out Thursday or Friday, uh, hopefully.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Worst case scenario, it's out Saturday. Uh, join me and Joey later this week for AEW Dynamite. We'll be reviewing that. Uh, Raw is on Monday. Maybe we'll do another Raw review. Who knows? Yeah, I'm down. Okay, Joey's down, so we'll probably do Raw again this week. Um, and yeah. So that's gonna be it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't followed us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling without the G, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are in the episode description. So do that. It's free. You help us out. We appreciate it. Um, anything anybody else wants to say? Shout uh, shout out to Dale Torborg one more time. My man, the Kiss Demon.
0: Um, oh, just wildly saying random things. I'm kind of tired, uh, but only if, if just going off of like the whole Wyatt thing of him being like the the cult of wind and everything i don't know what if he does show up in AEW and it's Andrade and Mal- Malachi i feel I like, I
2: malachi's know. already referred to himself as the house of black yeah i, I just feel
0: I, I don't know it just feels like where If he's going somewhere, he's got to be having a group with him. And, I like, don't... people keep on posting, like, like oh, they're waiting for Titan to, or Braun to show up with Wyatt. And I think that's awful because yeah. the Titan doesn't sound like a cult member. You it know, just I sounds... Be, I yeah. I, and I don't think... Andrew... And I think Strowman, by the end of his WWE thing, had basically gone... like. I, I think Wyatt was more liked by fans, but Strowman was his own thing. That was yeah, no, probably tied, as powerful. He's though. not tied to Bray anymore. Yeah. Um, Although, even if he wants to keep retweeting stuff about him and Bray. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, no, I, um, really I tired. don't think uh, Andrade and Malachi Black will be joining Bray Wyatt. that would be you, really cool, though. I'm good with Malachi and Andrade and whoever the rest decide. Joey, I, any
1: other? Thing? I feel like I feel like if. Bray were to go to AEW, then that would be the most appropriate yeah, pairing.
2: probably. Either them or, or
1: Dark just, See, even Dark Order, he kind of just feels like...
2: He feels out of place, yeah, 100%.
1: But, if they wanted to do a thing, because he, how close he is with Brody, how close he was with Brody, Brody Lee, like how close they were, if they would to do something like that, it would make sense for Dark Order, and I wouldn't have an issue with that, because I'm sure... Brody wouldn't have an issue with that either because, you know, they were so close. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there was, like, another exalted one or, like, a leader, a clear leader of Dark Order, Bray would probably be the best option. Yeah, I don't think Um, they'll ever do that. Like, no, I don't think so either, but, like, if there ever was, I feel like, you know, know, Amanda, like, Bray's wife, or uh, Brody's Brody's wife, that would be, like, accepting. Like, she would be, like, cool with that. Like. agree.
2: Okay, so that is going to wrap things up. So once again, who did we give shout-outs to? Shout-out to Pablo, Ray, Duvac, Dale Torborg, Violet Myers, the Exotica Convention, the man who was getting twerked on his face, the old man in the scooter who had the fake taxi sign,
0: and the old man who was dripped out. All of you, thank you. One more, one more. just going to give a shout-out to my friend, From Minnesota. Uh, Fru. And And George. Uh, And George. George, hopefully, George, George hopefully, made some money back.
2: George, I didn't know you, and you're probably dead.
0: No, he's not Um, dead. I've been texting him all night. Shout out to uh, Evil Uno in the Bahamas nice and uh for for, nice for hopefully you finally got sober for the day
2: so thank you for joining us we'll be back later in the week with more wrestling content we appreciate you shout out to the impact faithful we'll talk to you next time